What's good? This is Sarah Grace, host of The Remedy with Sarah Amazing Grace podcast. I'm so excited to be partnering with Bernie Handmade Marketplace in beautiful Bernie, Texas. Bernie Handmade Marketplace is not like your plain old craft fair. This is an incredible artist showcase with over 70 artisans, plus a kids artisan market. April 29th and 30th, we're already sold out for the 29th, but Saturday, April 30th, doors open at 9 a.m. Find all the info at BernieHandmadeMarket.com or Instagram at BernieHandmadeMarket. See you there. Hey, what's good, my amazing friends? This is Sarah Amazing Grace, and you are listening to The Remedy. Hey, you guys, welcome back. Oh my gosh, I am so grateful for you every week, you guys tuning in to hear the Word of God. <sighs> I'm just, uh, it it warms my heart. I am so grateful for the opportunity to get to share with you what the Lord has shown me. It's an honor. And to read along in the Word of God with you, there's nothing greater than the wisdom that comes from above. And what a gift that we can dig into it. What a gift that you can dig in and I can dig in and that we get to dig into this feast together. So let's get into today's episode. Do you guys ever feel like like you're screaming from the rooftops, but that no one is listening? Do you see sometimes your friends or family heading for a brick wall, or sometimes, at least lately, even in the past couple of years, since, um, you know, we talked about the Enneagram and and uh, some false doctrines that have been running through church circles that were so clear to me, I could see absolutely the deception that was happening inside of church circles. And I would go to people and try and warn them. And and I know that we've talked about this in, in previous episodes, but I felt like maybe I was in a crowded theater and I was screaming, fire, fire. And people would look at me like, you know, I had three heads. They were not heeding the warning. That warning where you can clearly see the danger, yet it's like the crowd has had a, a spell cast over them. And maybe they don't see it. Clearly, they don't see it. They're not heeding your warnings at all. And oh my gosh, it's like it, it's unbelievably frustrating. Can you guys relate to that feeling at all? I know that some of you can think back. It's man, ah, that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> and I don't understand why I have my theories why, but I don't understand why some people can clearly see these dangers in the road while others are seemingly blind. When they're shown the truth, either they absolutely can't see it or they are willfully continuing in sin. They just, they don't want to see it. So they close their eyes to it. I don't know if they're just plain blind or if it's, it's willful at this point, but I feel like this often, you guys, just a big old sigh, you know? A few weeks ago, I talked about the Enneagram. We did a show about that. And, you know, that other ways that the enemy has snuck into the camp of those that have given their lives to the Lord. 
And that these people, for whatever reason, they're seeking more uh, worldly sources for their wisdom instead of heading to the actual source, which is God, who has said to ask for wisdom and he'll give it freely, you know? So I have a friend, a dear friend, who took that episode and shared it with some friends of hers, people that she desperately loves and wants them to come away from the wickedness that they've gotten into, to come away from that deception. And her frustration came when her friend that she had shared that episode with, knowing what the episode was about, her friend knew what the episode was about, and her friend refused to even listen, didn't want to listen to the episode, didn't even want to take a look, essentially put her fingers in her ears and la 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 la, I don't want to see it, I don't want to hear it. You're armed with the facts, and you have on the full armor of God, and you're armed with that uh, double-edged sword, you know, the Word of God. You go to kick open the doors and shine the light of God into the dark corners and Mine, you're fully empowered. You've got the truth. You know, here I come to save the day, you know. And you open the door and you step in expecting to shine the light and see, you know, the rats and the the cockroaches scurry away. And instead, they just look at you and laugh. <laughs> they don't scurry away. And these are people that you love. They're not cockroaches or rats, but they're people that you care about. And they dig their heels in deeper to the delusion. When this friend shared this with me about what she was going through and the frustration and the big sigh that she had (sighs) exasperation over all of this, I felt her pain because I've been there. She wanted so desperately to draw her friends away from these occult practices. And she wanted to come alongside and share the truth about this evil and these deceptions And what she was met with were insults and a personal attack. Where do you even go from there, you know? Well, I'm here to tell you that you have done the right thing. Your task is done. Your job wasn't to convince them or change them. Your job is is not to save them. That's the Holy Spirit's job. Your job, your calling is to be obedient as to what you were shown and to share it. I want to show you a story in Ezekiel, and this may blow your mind, but my hope is that it will embolden you to share the Word of God with total relentlessness, to not throw up your hands and and not warn others of impending doom. I saw someone say that we're no longer here to wake the sheep. We're only uh, here to wake other sleeping lions. And listen, I get that the frustration that saying has been born out of, because we have been speaking the truth boldly and receiving ramifications when you walk into, you know, seemingly rooms full or maybe even, you know, Facebook arenas or uh, uh, social media attacks where you're sharing boldly truths and people are staring at you blankly, or maybe even not blankly, you've lost friends or family members who have shut you out after you have tried to wake them up by shining the light of the Lord onto certain situations, right? And so it gets super frustrating. And and I get it. Now you're like, I don't want to continue to be hurt. So I'm not going to keep trying to wake up the the sleeping sheep. Instead, I'm just going to wake other sleeping lions because 
because that's easy, but God has never called us to the easy, my friends, ever, ever. And that, that's not what you were awakened for. You were awakened not to live an easy road right now. You are a warrior. If you are alive during this time in history, you were born to be a warrior for the kingdom of God. But the frustration of sticking your neck out there and being vulnerable, I have a dear friend who knows where I stand on many issues. <laughs> I mean, I make it perfectly clear where I stand. There is no question if you look at any of my social media, if you listen to my uh, dozens and dozens of podcasts, uh, it's, you know, it ain't no secret, you know. There's that saying that says, if being a Christian was illegal, would there be enough evidence in your life to convict you? It's a totally sobering statement and shine that light on your own life and 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 see where you come. But at any rate, in my life, I can say, uh, absolutely. Uh, I hold nothing back. Anyway, this friend of mine had asked for studies and articles and info about this injection that is being forced on on uh, humanity right now. And how I've come to the conclusion that it's not something that I want in my body. And guys, I gave her a ton of info. And when people really start researching what's going on with all of this, beyond the people who are making money off of it, but if you start actually digging behind the, the, the surface, when people really start researching what's going on, they can't help but um, pump the brakes, maybe, and take a pause about injecting this stuff. I mean, Obama last week said, quote, that we have now clinically tested this on over a billion people. <laughs> uh, excuse me, come again, clinically tested. Uh, so yeah, Sarah was right. <laughs> it's it, it, you're a human test subject. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's what I've been saying, that this injection was experimental, and that we were the test subjects. And I mean, essentially, he's just openly admitted to breaking the Nuremberg Code of Ethics, Article One, which states that no medical experimentation shall be forced on people via coercion, you know, which, you know, in the last couple of years, it's all been coercion. But I'm just gonna I digress from that. Anyway, I mean, this has been the largest coercion campaign in history to get people to line up as lab rats. And he's proudly admitting that. Anyway, I digress. So I send her all this info. And man, I take all this time to compile all the data she asked for. So I'm sending it because my gosh, I love her. And I to I mean, I care about the truth, first of all, and I care about shining the light in dark corners, right? So I sent her all of this stuff. And you guys, she didn't even look at it. I spent all of this time. She didn't even look. <laughs> Instead, she chose to go the opposite way. And that's her choice. But I was shocked. And, you know, frankly, I was a little saddened and, you know, a little bit hurt because I had stuck my neck out there. And all the research, all of the time and effort wasn't even looked upon as, in her eyes, trustworthy and in her eyes, worth a second glance and whatever. Anyway, when you've uncovered lies and corruption and irreversible damage, you send it all and they don't even look. <laughs> to me, that's a little bit personal. <laughs> but anyway, everyone has their own choices to make. And it's God, ultimately, that you'll answer to in your life, not about this injection, but just all of the choices that you make in your life. You don't have to answer to me, you answer to God for all the choices that you make in your life. So I shouldn't even be uh, offended, because it wasn't towards me, but it kind of was. And anyway, so I kind of 
So anyway, back to my, you know, other friend who has been sounding the alarm to her friends about the Enneagram and other false teachings and stuff leading people astray. It's so frustrating that it makes you not want to share anymore. Not to be believed, to allow yourself to be a laughing stock. I mean, why are we doing this when it can get so ugly? Why not just be quiet? I had somebody say to me, why do you keep putting your neck out there? Why do you keep posting all this stuff? Do you think that you're going to change anybody's mind? And the answer is, whether or not I change someone's mind is none of my business. The passage today that I'm bringing you guys is from Ezekiel chapter 33, verses 3 through 9. When the watchman sees an enemy coming, he sounds the alarm to warn people. Then if those who hear the alarm refuse to take action, it's their own fault if they die. They heard the alarm, but ignored it. So the responsibility is theirs. If they had listened to the warning, they could have saved their lives. But if the watchman sees the enemy coming and doesn't sound the alarm to warn people, he is responsible for their captivity. They will die in their sins, but I, this is God speaking, I will hold the watchman responsible for their deaths. Now, son of man, I am making you a watchman for the people of Israel. That's me. That's you, the son of man. We're, we're, we're the son of man. Now, son of man, I am making you a watchman for the people of Israel. Therefore, listen to what I say and warn them for me. If I announce that some wicked people are sure to die and you fail to tell them to change their ways, then they will die in their sins and I will hold you responsible for their deaths. But if you warn them to repent and they don't repent, then they will die in their sins, but you will have saved yourself. My responsibility is not to save people. My responsibility is not to change your mind. My responsibility is to warn you. Oh, but Sarah, speaking out against evil stuff, I mean, you know what? Judge not lest you be judged, you know? Uh, that's what the Bible says, so don't be a Judge Judy. <laughs> Yo, speaking out against evil, if you've read the Bible, you know right from wrong. Speaking out against evil isn't judging. Paul Washer says, don't tell me judge not lest you be judged. <laughs> I always tell them, twist not scripture, lest ye be like Satan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've talked about this before, about Jesus being tempted by Satan, and Satan who knows the word of God so well that he tried to twist it to deceive Jesus. And of course, you know, Jesus squashed him in that. But warning others of dangerous activity, dangerous physically, okay, but dangerous spiritually, it isn't wrong. In fact, it's what we're called to do. In speaking truth, it's, it's not always popular to speak truth, and often it is not popular at all. But if we see a pitfall in the road ahead and we say nothing, then some of that responsibility when they fall is on you. What the hearer does with the info, that is up to them. I mean, you hope they heed it and you hope they listen and don't fall for the enemy's lies, but that part isn't up to you. You've done what you've been asked to do, good, bad, or ugly. It's out of your hands. What's inside of your hands is to keep living righteously yourself. Keep your nose clean, living your life in a way that pleases God. But my friends, I want you to keep speaking the truth in love. Keep shining your light into every dark corner. No matter if they listen or not, or they ridicule you or not, you are living your calling. What God asked you to do. 
So keep on shining, my friends. And until next time, as always, I love you guys. Peace.